folks and welcome to another hopefully not the last edition of the R&D project I'm the R will rab joined by the D the Dawes Landon Donuts we come to you from secure semi sanitized undisclosed locations uh, to do this podcast we don't quarantine ourselves because we're ill we quarantine ourselves because it allows us to to focus on on doing a quality podcast Dawes, how you doing there bud good all things considered uh yeah. good brother rab because uh let me tell you this week has been a month and these last few months have been several years uh because unfortunately the Bug that's been going around the world, coronavirus, has come to America, uh, much like Eddie Murphy, and he is opening big. Also like Eddie Murphy. I don't know why I'm bringing Eddie Murphy into this. Eddie Murphy has nothing to do with the coronavirus. I just want to say that, but it is... Uh we are in uncharted waters, at least for us. I know there are some old timers out there that say, well, back in my day, I remember when we went through the polio and, and stuff like that. Well, 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 you know what? We didn't. Me and Rab, we didn't. So this is nope. all new stuff for us. And this is a whole new world for a lot of the world. And uh, uh, generally, whenever Rab says that uh, hopefully not the last R&D project, that's just because he and I are lazy sacks of crap but uh i guess in this instance there's a little bit of uh hey who knows what's going to happen in the next couple weeks because if you if we could time travel back to monday and tell monday landon what's going to happen by the time we get to friday i don't know if monday landon would believe what's going on yeah i think there's a few people in the studios uh, down the hall from you that need to be uh, on the lookout for an alien spaceship. <laughs> yeah, crazy what happens when you open your mouth and put your foot in it. Sometimes you're going to have to eat some soul, baby. I, when Will West the other day goes, there's a better chance of an alien abduction happening than the NCAA tournament getting out and out canceled. I started to think, well, the NCAA tournament's getting out and out canceled. <laughs> um, we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, I don't want to burn through uh, too much uh, sports, not because I don't like talking about sports, but I need to conserve what little sports I have uh, for my day job. Tune in Monday when we do an hour retrospective on the Titans career of Ryan Suckup. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. Yeah, like, like real quick. I want to ask you, how are you as a sports talk radio host dealing with this? Now, granted, in the scheme of things, this is not that big a deal. But for you, it is. So how are how are you doing, dude? Well, okay, so we're taping this on Friday the 13th, which is spooky in itself. Which, of course, why wouldn't it be a Friday the 13th? I half expect Jason Voorhees to come busting through the glass window before it's all said and done and carry me off to Camp Crystal Lake. Good God. And so, and you appeared on the, the program today, and folks can go find that podcast. They can look up WCDT uh, Radio on uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, it's, it's really just a, 
you know, that is just a shorter version of what this podcast is going to be, though. We didn't talk a whole lot of sports, but today was easy because you're just kind of reacting to what happened. Man, holy crap, everybody shut everything down. Make sure I haven't missed anything that everybody knows the latest at what's going on. Uh, play some relevant audio. Uh, you know, Rick Barnes talked about this, and that was just talking about canceling the SEC tournament. Uh, Greg Sankey was talking about what went into that decision, and I thought both of those were relevant because they're probably similar concerns to what the majority uh, of coaches that you would talk to would say. Uh, I thought Jay Billis was really poignant in what he had to say yesterday with Reese Davis. And by the way, uh, a tip of the cap for Reese Davis because, um, you know, our, our good uh, late radio brother, uh, Haas Cant- Cantwell, and we'll just pause for a minute. Uh, yeah, raise Haas. your beers, everybody. To there Haas. There we go. For Haas. Uh, God, he would so always bad. say, brother, you got to just keep on rolling. Sometimes you're out there on the high wire and you got to just go with it. <laughs> God, you saying that, I just hear Haas's voice. Oh, yeah. Because he would always come in and do 180 and I was in the early days of learning and I hadn't gotten settled in where I just knew how to ride with it yet. And he would just always remind me of that. And that's always what I think of when I have to go just kind of deal with the fluid situation is brother you out there on the live wire you just do the best you can do uh but reese davis walked that high wire beautifully yesterday just filling like filling time mm-hmm. on live t- national tv i would suck at that <laughs> yeah seriously dance without a safety net on i, I mean they announced I, I was supposed to do a, a 90 minute episode of my show yesterday to lead in the tennessee basketball game because they're pl- supposed to play in the sec tournament and as long as I had sports to talk about, I was like, okay, we'll be good. And then literally at 10.57, as I'm in a, a top-of-the-hour break, fixing to go into my, my top-of-the-hour news and everything and come back and reset the show for the last 20-some-odd minutes that I to need to To get to Vol Network coverage. Taking it to Vol Network. And I got Rick Barnes audio, and we're going to go all in, get you ready for this Tennessee basketball game and, and basically be extended pregame. Uh, the game's canceled. Uh, so not only I got to figure out on the fly something else to to talk about, but I also have to start go putting my my log back together because I need something to be on the air at eleven thirty to bridge us into noon when hopefully we can get the news staff assembled and they can start running through their noon hour news that we carry on our station because we have a whole hour of news content. Hey, real quick, before you move on, you just threw out some language that you and I understand because we're radio dudes. When you say put the log back together, can you explain that to our listeners? Because I don't think that they realize just how big of a deal that is to, on a whim, have to change everything. Okay, yeah, so that's just your schedule on the computer on your uh, automation software uh, where you have stuff in the, the computer and it just goes from the next thing to the next and it follows the commands that we tell it to do. Um, and for Vault Network coverage, there are there are special spots that play. There are special sounders, special paid yeah, yeah, commercials. Yeah, yeah. there are that special run. things that play. I mean, it's easy for us. Our software has a thing called a, a game player. And so I just have one line, a one line command that tells it to open that and it opens up the satellite channel and it opens the game log uh, for UT basketball or UT football and it runs and then whatever's in the normal log plays in the background so when the game gets done, 
it just kind of goes back into progress our normal log which is music and commercials and everything just playing in the background and that's actually really great if you're doing say baseball or something and there's a weather delay or a game finishes sooner than you think to you always have something you can go back to that's a a fail safe we didn't have that yesterday because i do a talk program and so that whole 11 o'clock hour from 11 to noon normally the log just has commercial break just has the commercial stop sets in it the commercial breaks and of course those had all been pushed up because i went on an hour and a half early so once it went to ut coverage it was just going to kind of be dead in the background or the computer was just going to load 1,500 PSAs for 30 minutes. <laughs> so I'm scrambling just trying to find music to, to fling in there while trying to talk to you and figuring out, okay, put two or three songs here. You can talk, go into this commercial break. A couple songs can play. And then another commercial break, make sure all the sponsors run so we take care of those obligations. And then that the hour's not uh, empty because you never know. The computer just pulls random crap and you got some five-year-old interview or some commercial that's uh-huh. not supposed to play that plays so yep. it was hairy there for a minute and then after i get that straightened out or at least long enough for me to be able to walk away and say to somebody else hey just make sure that you know we don't have dead air i'm just sitting there and i'm starting to type out a sports cast and like i told you on uh the radio show this morning the 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 lead of the sports cast is the sports world came to a stop yesterday because of coronavirus and then is a page and a half of me running through everything that's postponed or canceled and i mean all of those cancellations came pretty much immediately outside of the uh the ivy league on tuesday they were the first organization to cancel their postseason tournament play and on tuesday i i listened to voices that I respect on the radio say, I don't understand what they're doing. Why are they doing this? I can't believe they're doing this. Fast forward to the end of the week. Everybody's like, why didn't everybody follow the Ivy League's example? Like, like Rab described this as a fluid situation. This is an extremely fluid situation. This is a story that evolves and develops hour by hour, heck, sometimes minute by minute. So, I mean, like what Rab just gave you was a very brief peek behind the curtain when it comes to how radio runs and how radio has to deal with stuff happening on the fly. Because guess what? We're going on the fly too. Hey, Ed, for me, I'm in a situation again to get in some radio jargon and I'll explain this. So we are a small market radio station. And what I like to call us is full service radio. And this is an old school term. And so full service radio, think of it like this. As I've thought of how to explain to people, because I try to think sometimes, okay, if I get a listener complaint this or that, you have too much of this content or that content, why don't you do X, Y, or Z? The way I try to think of it explained to a listener is if you put on a local television station, right? So we can just pick any of any of them out. Your local CBS, Fox, ABC, NBC affiliate. They have a variety of programming throughout the day. Some days they might, you know, especially on the weekends, they might have four, five, six, seven, eight hours of sports, or they're showing movies, or they have news program, they have their entertainment lineup from the network that runs at night with their scripted television programs, and basically that's what we are to radio. Uh, now, we do have music that runs uh, during the overnights or when we don't have specific local programs that we're doing. And 
not to demi- not to admit it's good music if you want to tune in and hear some music it's it's you know it's there for you but you know people have their iPods now it's filler for us to fill those hours that we don't occupy with some sort of uh, specialty content but we're full service radio so I had it lucky I could go to commercial break and as long as I find a couple of songs and I can just keep bridging the gap and make sure there's not dead air I could just fill that out what y'all did in Knoxville was amazing because the plan was at 12:30 eastern time to go to the ball network so who do you say hey y'all don't have a show today Josh Ward and Heather Harrington mm-hmm Hey, EA show, y'all just do a bonus 30 minutes. And that's exactly what they did. They even, I was listening to the Eric Ains show and they said, uh, no sports 180 today. Josh and uh, Heather have the day off because we're just going to go right up until Vol Network yep. coverage takes over. And then about, like Rab laid it out, about, what, 32 minutes before that happened? Hey, guess what? That's not happening. And and shout out, seriously, shout out to Josh Ward and Heather Harrington. They did a great, great, great job filling the airwaves. I'm not just saying that because I like them both personally. I'm not just saying that because we are colleagues. They killed it. They stepped up in the, in, in the hour of need and knocked it out of the park. I know they'll never hear it, but bravo, y'all. Bravo. And I'll be honest. I, I, there are when I say this, there are certain situations I don't I, I hope doesn't happen. I don't want to have to come on the air like if I would have had to come on the air live and not have had the time of the weekend to process Kobe, oh my God. that would have been incredibly difficult. That's not shows you want to do. Uh, the show yesterday, having to talk about all this being canceled, I don't want all this to happen. Mm-mm. And we're going to kind of head in that direction. And then I promise this is not going to be an hour and a half of inside <laughs> radio baseball. Maybe we should just talk about radio. It's not nearly as depressing as the actual real world. <laughs> yeah, but it, I, I do find one of the things, at least for me, when you get, I don't, and I don't know if this is the same for you, man, when you get kind of into that mode and it's almost kind of like, to me, I feel like it's the closest I'll ever get to a playing quarterback in the NFL or being the point guard of an NBA team or what have you, right? Is you get in when you get in the trenches and really good radio hosts do their homework. And that's why they're really good radio hosts, is they do their homework, they're informed, and they're able to bring you good thought-provoking opinions but when you see who the great hosts are out there it's the ones like josh and heather who can just okay we got a show to do we're just going to take this information as we get it we're going to process it we're going to get it to you you know work in your opinions on the whole situation or the same thing with tv with reese davis yesterday just stunting Mm-hmm. yesterday on that on that coverage which was totally impromptu because they're expecting to okay this afternoon we're going to have this ACC tournament game and later on we have this SEC tournament game and tonight there's this Big 12 game or there's this Big East game we have we're we're planning to blow everything out we blew out all our studio programming we don't have that standby to go to cuz that costs a lot of money to produce and if you think you're going to have games all day those people don't report. And so next thing you know, it just turns into, okay, we have to have one of the most important episodes of a sports center we ever had, and it might be eight or ten hours long. Just go. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, it was no masterful. Script, no prepped. I mean, like, like Reese Davis, and like I'll just say ESPN as a whole, because 
I, I watched a lot of ESPN just to see a, what, what was being closed or canceled next and B as a, as a fan of the, I guess, uh, medium of journalism and, and, you know, television and radio journalism, particularly, I wanted to see how they were going to react and top to bottom. I mean, I, I just laid uh, kudos on my colleagues, uh, Josh Ward and Heather Harrington. I'm going to lay it at Reese Davis. I'm going to lay it at Jay Billis, uh, Dick Vitell. And I, I, that should tell you how, how big of the situation this is. I'm giving praise to Dick Vitell. Yep. Everybody at ESPN handled this wonderfully i mean like you said th- this episode of sports center might go eight to ten hours i don't think they've stopped running sports center since the word came down that all of the t- uh, all of the tournaments are being canceled yeah it, it, rotating in different exactly. uh different groups svp did it like a two-hour sports center last night and eventually it gets to a point in the overnight where you've put enough in the can you can just rerun that information mm-hmm. yep uh, and i do know i think i saw a tweet because uh, basically, I think like ESPN and ESPN two have just been kind of simulcasting uh, one another, and they they you know they've come up with some alternate programs. They're kind of starting to know uh, definitively now. Hey, this is what it's going to be for a while. We're going to have uh, a lot of uh, time hours and to hours fill. to fill. Uh, so if you want to get caught up on thirty for thirty, there's a good chance you're going to see a bunch of those. But uh, you know, that, to that's their, a great their, idea. To to their to their their credit, they're also kind of trying to sort of continue on with some of their shows, and, and talk about what they can talk about, which I guess is where I want to go. Now, with all of this, is uh, again it, it's unprecedented all of this that happened, but I, I want to praise everyone involved for ultimately coming to the right decision. It doesn't matter when you make the right decision. What matters is that you make the right decision. And these are very difficult decisions to make. And look, it, it takes many, many people getting together. So uh, we talk about the Ivy League. And maybe for them it was easy because those institutions, most of those are in areas where this pandemic is hitting communities hard, right, along the along the coast. Mm-hmm. And... Those are private institutions and they are academically focused and they can get together very quickly and they can convene and they can decide what to do. And it was very easy for them. They don't have the scale of games to cancel like a NCAA or even the SEC. The The, the scale of the Ivy League tournament to even the SEC tournament is totally different. And all that's at stake and what you're saying you're going to do if you cancel one of those tournaments and all of the people that are involved in it, but ultimately we all came to the right decision and the NBA and major league baseball and the professional sports and, you know, NASCAR tried to stick it out to the last minute and ultimately came to the right decision. And so again, I just want to, I just want to remind people that, at the end of the day, as inconvenient as this may be, sports are ultimately entertainment. Now, as entertainment, we take very seriously, and we have developed a whole industry about it. I am employed because we play sports. But I, I think I don't think this is one of those situations that it benefits anyone to sit there and try to armchair Monday morning quarterback well, you should have done this, or you should have done that, or why did you cancel it, or what about this, or what about that? 
Now is not the time to play the what about game. Nope. And I mean, like, it's very easy to be captain of hindsight and be like, you should have done this, you should have done that. But like you said, no matter how long it took them to get to that point, everybody did make the right decision. And even though I, and, and I'll echo what I said on your show earlier today on the award winning off the bench with Will Rab, uh, I said, it's like, I love sports. Maybe like, like I don't host a talk sports radio show like you do. I don't work at a, at a sports station, but I still love sports in my free time. I'm watching ESPN in my free time. I'm following the latest happenings with the Titans, the Vols, the Cubs, the Preds. Like I love sports period. And it sucks that it's going away. It sucks that we're not going to have March madness. Like just saying that, like that, that like, like hearing it, like my, my brain is like, I can't process what's going on, but I have seen so many gross, disgusting, vile takes online from people that I think should know better that are acting like this is the end of the world. Like, look, I'm very sorry that you had some part of your life inconvenienced because we as a society are trying to A, keep people healthy and then B, keep people from literally fucking dying. Some of y'all out there need to recheck your priorities or find Jesus or both because I have been... Oh, like, like I have gotten into it with some friends here recently who, who have this same attitude. It's like, I don't understand this Rab. And I want to get back around to that in a minute. I want to ask you a question because we all look, you and I, as inconvenient as it may be, and I'm not trying to make this all about me and I keep joking about what am I going to talk about it in the back of my mind. I am kind of worried about that, but luckily I have friends in the business. I can reach out to. Uh, the folks at the Titans and say, hey, would Mike Keefe like to come chat about this? A recent inductee to the Tennessee yeah. Radio Hall of Fame. What up, Mike Keefe? Or a Dave McGinnis or connections and not to get not to, to give too much away. I don't want to, you know, ruin relationships or anything, <laughs> but be able to reach out to somebody and do the same thing at UT or with this or with that. I will figure out a way to do a show. And the day it comes to where there's absolutely nothing I can talk about, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Or we'll just, you know, it's off the bench and it's supposed to be a sports show, but we might just have to talk about life for a minute and, and just kind of mm-hmm. get real. I don't know. Maybe we'll, 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 we might spend a whole show talking about Space Jam. I don't know. I'll figure Ooh, it out. I'll there we go. In, I'll fill an hour of time. But let me ask you this, because again, we think this is the right decision because when you really think about it, yes, they could have played games in empty arenas, and that does limit the number of people that are there, but there are still people there potentially being able to be exposed. And so while I think you and I share the same opinion, this was ultimately the right choice to make because I haven't started doing the math on because the TSSAA, the, the state athletic association in Tennessee has postponed their high school state tournaments. And there's some people not happy about that. Oh, sorry. My mic is on, but, and look, I get it. I feel really bad. If you are a high school athlete, and I even want to necessarily say senior, but if you're a high school athlete and you've worked hard enough to be one of the eight best teams in the state in your classification, 
I sympathize for you that you're kind of getting the rug pulled out from underneath you. I sympathize if you are a college athlete and the rug's getting pulled out from underneath you. Yeah, you might get more years of eligibility, but there's no guarantee your team will come together in the way like it did this year and that Cinderella's slipper fits. You know, the clock might strike midnight. You turn back into a pumpkin. I sympathize for you, but... Is that worth the exposure? I think no, but at the same time, and I'm curious your thoughts on this, if leagues had decided to proceed and, hey, we're going to try this empty arena thing, I don't know that I necessarily would have come cut a promo on them either, as long as you know they were following the advice of people who actually know what the hell they're talking about. I'm just wondering where you fall on that, because, again, I think they made the right choice, but... I can understand some people kind of look at it and say, and looking at it and saying, you know, maybe there could have been other things you you did. I don't know because I very clearly feel like they did the right thing, and I understand people being frustrated, maybe even upset about this situation. Hell, I even said I'm a little bit upset about the situation, but I feel like if you're gonna get on social and you know go after the TWSWA, Greg Sankey, the NCAA. Um, and everybody else under the blue sun, or unless you finish your, or add on to the end of your very angry diatribe, a comma, but I understand why they did it. I really don't want your opinion on this because sure, they could have gone to the whole empty arena thing. You know how good that would have done for the NBA if they proceeded with that? Zilch. Wouldn't have helped at all because guess what? One of your damn players had the, the virus and was asymptomatic right up until... Oh, crap, he has this, and oh, by the way, one of his other teammates has this. So, yes, by going to the fanless arena experience, whatever they wanted to call it, that would have lessened the chance of exposure. But right now, and this is not a political statement one way or another, the way that the American infrastructure is set up, we do not have coronavirus tests readily available to the public. So until we can kind of get an idea of just how many people in our community have this, even minimizing exposure, hell, maybe because our infrastructure isn't set up to the point where we can't get these tests and see just how many people are carrying it, even when they are asymptomatic, going just completely shut down, that's the right move to do, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree too. Because at the end of the day, this is just a game. This is just a game at the end of the day. Yes, I hate it for everybody involved. There are some seniors and uh, even, like you said, non-seniors that are going to lose out on some once-in-a-lifetime opportunities. There's going to be a team that got robbed of their chance to cut down the net after winning March Madness both on the men and women's side. Heck, College Baseball World Series mm-hmm. on the softball uh, side as well. I mean, that does suck for everybody involved, but you know what else sucks? If your grandma dies because of this. Yeah, I, now I, I, will, I will say this, um, and I'm not going to hammer the NCAA too hard on this because this is kind of semantics. I do think it was kind of aggressive to just out and out be like, hey, we're not even going to try to play some of this at some point. Like, especially I think with the spring sports, we don't know what this situation's going to look like in June. It may not matter anyway. We still might not have a control of this, which we got much bigger problems at that point if that's true. Mm-hmm. 
But at least, you know, credit to all the pro leagues. They said, hey, we're not canceling other than the XFL. But, you know, there's just such a tight operational window for the XFL anyway. Mm-hmm. We're just going to pause and see what happens and then try to figure out how to operate down the line. I don't know. Because I, I do feel, I do, look, I, I'm completely fine. We'll just move on. There won't be March Madness. But I can tell you, the NCAA could have figured out how to, even if they play it in a thousand seat gym, play those basketball games in May if they wanted to. I mean, I, I, I guess, but at the same time, this is something that I've heard from some national uh, talk shows that I didn't even realize. Like the arenas and particularly the television contracts, they only have those rights in those set dates. Yes, this is an extenuating circumstance. Yes, we are in unchartered territories. But at the same time, a contract is a contract is a contract yeah. is a contract until proven otherwise. So I feel like that heavily weighed into the decision that the NCAA just said, we're shutting it all down. And I will say, like, particularly on the baseball and the softball side, it's really hard to make a world or college world series field, both on baseball and softball side. If you don't have a regular season to get, that's true. And believe me, the diamond Vols. this might be one of the best Tennessee teams, uh, they've seen a long time baseball wise. So this doubly sucks, but the NCAA still did the right thing here because people's lives are in the balance. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done the empty arena thing. I would have gone on pause and I would have just tried to keep assessing the situation until like, it's absolutely not possible. Like you just, it's logistically impossible because there's part of me that thinks that if you just call up Turner in June when they're playing the Shawshank Redemption for the 800th time, <laughs> they would have been able to figure out how to like squeeze you in the schedule. And again, maybe you can't get Thompson Bowling Arena. That's the main arena in Knoxville. Uh, but there's somewhere. But uh, again, I- I'm picking hairs here. And I... I-, I- Really not looking to criticize anybody for the decision they ultimately came to because it is a very tough decision. I'm just a- asking that question that I feel like fair to ask if there could have been a middle ground between screw it, let's just keep going, and it's not going to exist at all because I do feel bad for the people that it affects. Absolutely. Like, I, I'm not... No offense to like LeBron and everybody. I'm less worried about the pro athletes because I do think at some point leagues like the NBA will figure out something. And and even if it's shortened or altered, there will be some sort of culmination to those seasons. Plus, they're still going to have that opportunity. And plus, like you said, they're professionals. They're getting paychecks regardless of whether they're playing or not. Where these collegiate athletes, I mean, some of them, this is it. Like, like after, after, after they graduate, they're done playing. So I do sympathize for them and with them. But at the same time, this was a, this was a decision that had to be made. And say, this is something folks that you just don't get very often because what did we just have Landon? We had nuance. (laughs) So with all this, we're going back, we talk about people's reaction and again, I don't want to rip people. I want to be, I want to try to be civil in this time. (laughs) 
We I, say I that up front because I have a feeling this is going to go off coming. the trail. Like, like, like we are going to go right into the wilderness. Is this work like if you, you're allowed to say whatever you want if you say no offense, but? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> With that said, because look, I do think it's important. Here's one of the things I think you can can do in this time if you're wondering what you should do wash your damn hands sorry yeah wash your wash your hands um and i actually advise because even if you don't want to admit it everybody knows the girl golden girls theme and so just sing the golden girls song and wash your hands and even if you don't know the Golden Girls song yet, look, there's not that much else out there. You are eventually going to have to watch some episodes of Golden Girls. <laughs> or how about this? How about this? For our East Tennessee listeners or just straight up Tennessee listeners, we know the Queen of Tennessee is Her Highness Dolly Parton. Sing yeah. the chorus of Jolene. That is 20 seconds. He just sing. He's seen the chorus of Rocky Top a couple of times. You're probably good too. A lot of stuff is 20 seconds. Now, are we talking with or without the woos? Because just just on principle, I can't woo during Rocky Top. I'm like I'm like the Nature Boy Ric Flair handing out knife hand chops, man. I'm I'm wooing no, during Rocky no. Top. I don't give a damn. It's funny you mentioned him because he and he alone is the only man entity or thing I will woo. So, you know. Agree to disagree. All right, fair enough. Okay, so <laughs> number one, wash your hands. Wash them hands. Wash them damn hands. And this is interesting. I didn't know this. It's more important that you rub the soap around for 20 seconds than that the water's screeching hot, but it makes me feel better to burn a layer of skin off. Um, <laughs> I mean, it can't hurt. I mean, other than the temperature on your skin. Past that, it can't hurt. Here's the other thing, though, and I think this is a little bit, I don't want to say off the wall, but maybe something people aren't thinking of. And, like, I'm not saying you got to be, like, fake tough guy, but, like, this is, I think, the time to be measured in your takes on things and and be measured in your response to stuff because there's going to be that friend out there that this, like, either legitimately affects or at the very least, you know, mentally they're not going to handle it well. And I think everybody needs if you if you can if you can be this, this is what you do instead of rushing to Costco and buying an entire 18-wheeler of toilet paper. <laughs> here's how you help people in this situation. Basically be there for people. Now, literally we're supposed to stay away from the, one another, but that's what that's what technology's for. I just think this is a, it is important. And I think there is a difference between, and this leads us into, again, social media, which, ooh boy, it's a cesspool <laughs> right now. <sighs> Good week for Deadspin to come back, even oh, if it is kind of watered Jesus. down. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, my God. In this, in this hellscape I think you're gonna, I we're think living you, in. <sighs> I did some research after you told me that. I think you're going to be disappointed in what you get from Deadspin. I think it's going to be watered down. Uh, you talking on how we need to help everybody. Like, y'all, we're in this together. This isn't a red thing. This isn't a blue thing. This is a humanity thing, and we're all on Team Humanity. If you can help out 
in any way without exposing others, please do so. One way you can help out, a lot of schools around the nation are being shut down while this is going on. I know Ohio has shut it down for, I think, three weeks. Here locally, Knox County is shut down going through spring break. A lot of kids, the only meal that they get every day is Mm -hmm. the lunch they get at school. So if you have the means to help, Please reach out to a local food pantry. If you have an organization like Second Harvest in your community, if you can, donate some money to that. Because right now, organizations like that are going to be standing in the gap to help those that need help the most. So, like, seriously, the smallest act right now can mean the world of difference. I mean, even if it's just being decent to each other, because that's what we should be doing to each other to begin with, because it's free to be nice to each other. That's, that's I think, what I was trying to get at, is be decent exactly to one another, and that leads me in. My other point is, again, I'm going for nuance here, and this is difficult to do because nuance isn't allowed anymore. <laughs> yeah, we all um, have to have hot takes, Rab. Yeah, gotta have hot takes. You can... you. You can be resilient because I don't think we we I don't think we will we literally won't be defeated by this physically, but I, I also think it helps not to show a defeatist attitude. But that also doesn't mean that you don't take this seriously. Like there's a difference between being resolute and ignoring what's going on. And, and if you if you want to know, if you really want to know. To wrap it back to sports for a second, you want to know why all that shit got canceled? And I'm just going to single him out because he's famous, so uh, fuck him anyway because he gets paid millions of dollars. We had to shut everything down because before he tested positive for coronavirus, Rudy Gobert did not take seriously sanitation and respect for people's space. And trust me, there's 300 million something people in um, America. And there are plenty of people who share that same ill-informed, illogical opinion. No, no, Rab, you're being way too wrong. Flat out wrong, irresponsible, and at this point, dangerous viewpoint. Yes. Yeah, I'll let you you ramp that up. It is flat out wrong. It is irresponsible. It is dangerous to try to act like this is not something. And I don't understand why we have this problem in this country. And I say this country mainly because, I mean, how am I supposed to have perspective on what the hell they're doing in Australia, truly? Because I'm not boots on the ground. We can only talk about what we know, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, talk about what we know. We have such a problem in society today. Again, there's no nuance. It's all or nothing. It's either a hoax or it's the end of days. And I don't I don't understand that, man, because the reality is, hey, this is a serious situation and you should take it seriously. But just because it's serious doesn't mean you have to freak out. And as a matter of fact, it's really actually pretty simple what most of us need to do until instructed otherwise stay in instructed otherwise starts with staying informed and using common sense 
we had uh, right before uh, we we started recording the podcast. I was finishing it up. I was putting it online so people could go re-listen. We had the county mayor. No, our county mayor is not Glenn Jacobs. But we had we had we had the county mayor in today. Uh, we had a special edition of the noon news. Instead of running through all the headlines, we interviewed Mayor Alexander for about 15, 20 minutes. And that was his message is a lot of the stuff that will help prevent the spread of this disease is common sense. And then number two, and this is something we struggle with in this society, and sometimes a little bit rightfully so, uh, because we should question, uh, but trusting the institutions and trusting that there are plans in place. Now, that doesn't mean you just blindly say, oh, yeah, the plan worked, because maybe you didn't execute the plan. But there are plans in place, and your elected officials are trying to work diligently, most of them, uh, to have a plan should, in your community, a case happens. Because, look, we can we can spend days... And we might probably get there in about five or ten minutes. I just have a feeling today is one of those days we're going to break the no politics rule. Um, But it's your local government. It's your county government. It's your state government who are more than likely going to have the biggest impact on what happens to you. Because really, most of what the federal government is going to do in your area aside from some support, because there are probably some CDC people or whatever, there's a couple of them who may show up to kind of guide things. It comes down to the local government having a good plan. Which, which, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, that's why local elections matter. But please continue. So, again, it's just, it's real, it's real simple. Use common sense. Find an information source that you trust and follow the information that they give. And look, this is not a a damn partisan thing. Folks, if the CDC says this is what's going on until proven otherwise, assume that's what the hell's going on. Yep. And also, hey, this just in, uh, GNC's, you know, spraying their vitamins down with Lysol, so you're good to go. (laughs) You can still feel the burn while all this is going on. Wait, no, no, (laughs) that's a political thing. I, I, I didn't mean to go that way. It was, it was BU, not BE. Hey, don't get it, don't, don't get it confused. Don't get Bernie and Deion Sanders and and Barry Sanders confused. Ah, well, well, you know, I, I have Belt Sander over here, so I'm, so I got my Sanders covered. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, this is something that we're gonna have to deal with until we don't. And I know that's not a profound thing to say. That's just the truth, everybody. And, 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 and we're not saying any of this to scare you. Like, like, like no. we, we are giving you the most current news that we have. But as, as we've said before, this is a very fluid situation. It changes minute by minute, hour by hour. And it's like, 
there are going to be, there are already parts of our lives that have been impacted. Mm. And guess what? There might be more. It's like, hey, guess what? I was going to go down to Walt Disney World next mm -hmm. week. Guess what ain't happening anymore? You're not going to Walt Disney World. Yeah, because only for uh, outside of hurricanes and 9-11, this is the third time Walt Disney World has shut down. Uh, going to the West Coast at Disneyland, this is only the fourth time ever Disneyland is going to stay shut or is going to shut down. And the first time it's going to stay shut down. Previously before this, it was the JFK assassination because it was a day of mourning. It was 9-11, and then there was a earthquake that happened close to the Disneyland uh, property. Other than that, they literally rock and roll through everything. Mm -hmm. and, and go back to the East Coast, I went down to Walt Disney World during hurricane season. By the way, it was amazing because nobody was there, and I was able to walk on pretty much everything. But they just had kind of uh, compacted hours. But guess what? Everything was still open. So for, like, like this is how big this is. I saw somebody joke online, you know, when, uh, when Mickey Mouse is worried about health over money, you know, the situation is real. You know what? If that's what it takes for you to realize this situation is real, so be it. And it's like, it really feels like the thing that made this really feel real to the American public was you already made reference to it, it was Ru Rudy Gobert, uh, from the Utah jazz who very just disgustingly and obtusely purposely put his hands all over everything including the microphones of reporters that were there on the beat which by the way that infuriates me like it feels like that was the moment that th really made this feel real to the American public yeah. and and like speaking on Rudy Gobert it's like talking about how this is a fluid situation when this uh, story came out I wanted to ostracize this guy from the league. I wanted him to be booed every time he stepped onto the floor. I wanted fans to whip Purell bottles at him as he stepped out onto the floor. Well, not really, just, just more of a joke. But it seems like Rudy realizes just how big of a fuck up he had because he took to it to his Instagram. I'm not going to read the entire thing, but I do want to read some of it because it feels like he kind of gets the gravity of this. And if you're one of those people out there that still thinks it's flippant, maybe pay attention because Rudy Gobert 27 on Instagram says, I want to thank everyone for the outpouring of concern and support over the last 24 hours. I've gone through so many emotions since learning of my diagnosis, mostly fear, anxiety, and embarrassment. He realizes that he was in the wrong. He realizes that he put his team at risk. He realized he fucked up. So I'm willing to be like, okay, yes, you screwed the pooch hardcore, but at least you're owning it. He then goes on to say uh, that he wants to be used as an example for this thing to let people know just how real this is. So... Yes, this was the moment that, uh, that it, it, at least in my opinion, that America realized what was going on and how serious this was. Good on Rudy for owning it. Yes, first of all, I can't believe you were that just blatantly uh, blasé about it, but good on you for owning this. And if any good can come of it, you know what? Okay, fine. I still think we should designate one person 
and one person should get to punch him for being a doofus. Well, that and, might be Donovan Mitchell because there's been some reports that the other uh, teammates on the Jazz were uh, telling Woj he was being very uh, careless and almost jokingly about touching people's stuff. And then, lo and behold, he's patient zero in the yep. NBA. So, look, I will take him at his word. When people say things, I take them uh, at their word until uh, they prove that their word is not their bond. Uh, But I think somebody should get to, to, he should, you know, you you can, it's like when you were a kid, right? And you mess up and you can be sorry that you messed up, but there's still consequences. Yep. So somebody gets to punch Rudy Gobert. Or just, just whip bottles of Purell at him as he comes out. And then they can collect the Purell and donate it to like a homeless shelter or something. Boom, everybody wins. Okay, so there's a couple people. There's a bunch of people. There's a few types of people, I should say, in this whole thing that I don't understand. Uh, and we kind of dealt with one of them. The people who are flippant about it because Rudy Gobert was... Dangerously uh, cl- Dangerously flippant about it. I don't understand. I, I I don't know if I want to go down this road, but I really don't understand. Oh, just the flu guy. Here's here's the thing that here's what you need to understand about numbers. In terms of sheer numbers, a lot of people do get the flu, and in terms of sheer numbers, yes, a lot of people unfortunately, God rest their soul, die from the flu. It happens. It is very unfortunate. Just because we've only reported what we're up to a thousand ish corona cases, we you're roughly somewhere a thousand twelve hundred some odd cases of the coronavirus, and only X amount of deaths. Let's remember how fractions work, people. It's not a sheer volume thing. Yeah, if a million people get a cold, a bunch of people get colds. And so that we only know of, a thousand have it. But if a hundred of them die, that's a higher percentage than the flu. Don, I think what it was, it's like a, a tenth of percent is the death rate of the flu. And we're operating at, what, four or five percent? with this right now now obviously that's because most of the people we're identifying with the coronavirus and where we started testing were with the the most at-risk populations Mm -hmm. and so hopefully we can temper that but uh, hard numbers aside the point is it's not a volume thing it's not about how many people get it and yes it's tragic that thousands of people every year die from the flu that that happens it's unfortunate it sucks yeah this is deadlier because it's not a volume thing it's a percentage thing of the percentage out of the total number of people who get it who die and it is higher with this and it is higher because we don't fully understand it yet but that also provides optimism it's not like the freaking plague where you get it and it's automatically a death sentence it's just a matter and this is again this is why we are putting life on pause It is simply a matter of we cannot overwhelm the system Mm -hmm. until the system figures out, one, how to properly deal with this, and then also once we do that, keeping it at a volume that the system can handle. 
regardless of whose fault it is or whether it is actually anybody's fault for and it, I shouldn't say if it's somebody's fault somewhere along the line that the system is what the system is and the time it takes to get the system to where it needs to be. We saw the first flare-up happen, it feels like a couple weeks before Christmas, right? Something like that? I think I want to say at the end of 2019, December-ish, so, yeah, early yeah. 2020. Christmas-ish area. Uh, from that time, America, or rather our elected officials should have been like, okay, this is going to uh, come to our shores whether we want it to or not after they saw it spread pretty much america just sat with their thumb up their ass from from the time they saw that until it became an issue and for whatever reason our infrastructure is not set up to deal with this right now and and rab is extremely right people rab and ice age we're probably gonna be okay we're probably gonna be okay like i've already talked about my 92 year old nan i don't want to talk about her anymore because it might get even more emotional but we don't want to overload an already stressed American medical system that is already like working round the clock to try and put this fire out as fires pop up around it. And it's just like, <sighs> sorry, I just like, like I, I just had to have a moment, kind of take a breath and be like, holy fuck, everything's going on. But I have faith everything's going to be okay. Everything sucks right now. Everything sucks right now. It totally does. The world's on fire. Hashtag darkest timeline. But I think everything's going to be okay eventually. We just got to, you know, bunker together, hang out with each other, be good to each other. And it's okay to have a little bit of rage. That's a, that's a healthy emotion to express. And there are things that are very frustrating about this. Oh, it is so very frustrating to me if you believe this to be so. That certain political figures didn't understand that they wouldn't be blamed for this coming here. They would be judged by how they respond to it and they could have had an easy win and instead they are trying to take one of the stupidest losses in the history of the world by being pig-headed about it. I mean, let, let's call a spade a spade. The reports are, which again, the information may change, but the reports are that this got worse because in this guy's mind, the thing to do is always to minimize it because everything that happens is about him. And I even said this to you. I don't want to, and I'm not one looking to try to always find a way to give this current president credit for much. What I didn't understand is why are you trying to minimize this? It's not your fault it came here. That's just nope. how viruses work. It was bound to happen at some point that somebody who had been exposed to this virus or something that had been exposed to this virus that it somehow got here. And you could have had an easy, like, layup, home run. We're tossing the softball and you hit it out the park. Because you just have an aggressive response to this and you're 
forthright with the country and you tell everybody, hey, this is what's going on. This is our plan and we're going to be prepared for it. And instead, it's the same old political bullshit because you're trying to make politics out of something that's not political. It is extremely frustrating that a serious situation has perhaps better leadership from the NC freaking double A and athletics than the people who are absolutely actually in charge. But good Lord, I hope that just by the, the, the sheer will of it's impossible to continually be this stupid and there's got to be at least one adult in the room that maybe now that it's a complete shit show that they get it all figured out. I mean, when you laid it out that the NCAA is making better decisions than the current administration... Holy shit, because the NCAA is one of the most money-hungry, greed-driven organizations on this planet. When they, they decided, you know what? Yeah, we're not going to get a bazillion dollars from March Madness. But it's for the good of not only our sport and not only the American general public at large, the entire world at large, because this is the type of event that gets people from coming in all over the world to come and experience March Madness. When you say that that entity is making better decisions than our current administration. <sighs> Jesus Christ, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is the proverbial smoke them if you got them, raise your glass to the sky. But uh, before we get too far down and depressed, let's, let's talk about some of the positives that has come out of this because I've seen reports come out of Seattle where that was pretty much one of the first uh, hotbeds for uh, COVID-19, coronavirus, whatever you want to call it, in America. I'm seeing reports of how Seattle residents are going above and beyond to help their other neighbors out. Uh, let's talk about how Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban said during the shutdown, he's going to continue to make sure that paychecks come for those that work, uh, working the Mavs games, you know, uh, concessions, ticket takers, security, etc. cetera. Uh, let's, let's shout out Kevin Love with the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers who's donating $100,000 of his own money to those same workers working those Cavs games. Like, is somebody who a couple summers ago was working for the Nashville Sound, if this happened when I was working there, guess what? I lose a paycheck. I lose several paychecks, as a matter of fact. But I am so glad that there is some instance of humanity happening while all of this is going on because ladies and gentlemen as i said earlier this isn't a bipartisan issue this isn't something that is like cares how much money you have doesn't cares who you voted for this is a humanity issue and i love that there are instances of humanity banding together and helping each other because this is what we're going to need Okay, maybe not banding together because we need to keep, what, six feet in between each other, that social distancing thing, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I think, and I think the good news is, is eventually, 
although it makes the response more difficult when you don't get a jump on it, is eventually there's just enough institutional power and enough realization that we have to do something about this, that the institutions just kind of take over and enough people take it seriously that this will go in the right direction. And I am hopeful. And again, this is based on what we saw, right? Because this started, I'm thinking back to it's December-ish, I feel like, early, late 2019, early 2020. And it's my usual morning routine, wake up, get a cup of coffee, and uh, see what's going on in the world, and and I watch the the CBS Morning News because they actually talk about the news, not you know what celebrities dating what celebrity. And Carson Daly's not like reading tweets in the in the orange room or whatever dumb crap they do. By the way, shout out to Carson Daly for continuing to collect a paycheck. That guy is is uh, found a way to stay employed in entertainment, holding the microphone for like thirty years. Good on you, Carson. Yeah, and uh, so look, I, you know. <laughs> You want to watch Good Morning America? You want to watch the Today Show? You do you. No, I'm watching the Today Show, so I go watch Hoda and uh, Kathy Lee be drunk. Day drunk. Hell's to the yeah. Yeah, <laughs> hey, but, yeah. I like I like I like CBS. They talk about the news. I want to know about the dang news. You know that that's my choice. You get your news where you want to get your news, man. And and seeing what's going on in China, and I was like, ooh, that's not good. Nope. But. You know, hopefully that like contains itself to Asia because we've seen all these weird diseases, right? Like for whatever reason emanate from there. I guess it's because they have one of the world's largest populations. I don't want to infer that there's anything about the Asian people that creates disease. There's some cultural differences in how they conduct business and China is not as a developed or the, the, the over there in that part of the world, there are some countries that are not as developed as us. And also you have some uh, political regimes that create some situations that are not ideal mm, to uh, say the very least. And like, you were like, okay, well this will contain itself over there. Well, oh, not, wait, not no, when no. the government completely uh, screws the pooch and not only tries to silence the doctor who first discovered it, they jailed him for trying to say, hey, we got something going on over here. No, nope, yeah, go yeah. to jail. So, the, but look, here's the good news, right? So, that was, if we say it's early 2020, late 2019, we're at that was late uh, three, four months since. Mm-hmm. Uh, China got very aggressive once they realized, oh shit, we can't act like this is not a thing anymore. And I don't think we will get that aggressive. Hopefully we have kept it from getting too bad to where it gets like it is in Italy and like everybody has to stay inside. Although mm. the good news is you can get a free Pornhub account apparently in Italy. <laughs> yeah, fire up uh, them VPNs, everybody. We're watching premium porn now. There you go. <laughs> Just not at work, but nobody's at work. Everybody has to stay in their house. Ah, screw that. If I do it at work, I'm going to do it on Bobby Arbro's computer. <laughs> I'll just I'll just get you to figure out how to make me a VPN where it said that Kaner did it. 
Uh, Can we do that? <laughs> Absolutely. But everybody already knows Kane. Uh, Kane l- watches all the pornography at work. <laughs> I just love starting well, I mean, these he, rumors. <laughs> he's so bu- he's so busy. He lives there anyway. Uh, practically, the good news, look, yeah. Shout out to Eric Kane, hardest working dude in Knoxville. Yeah, well, he he took he took he took uh, my title uh, for that <laughs> once I left. So yeah, yeah. You hey, can't glad be the hardest the working on. if you don't live there no more. Yeah. Um. But the, look, the good news is, so China was very aggressive. I, I think now the U.S. is starting to be very appropriately aggressive. I don't think we need to like declare martial law and go around, you know, in a in a communist manner. And I don't use that word lightly, but lightly. But the government in it's a communist dictatorship over there. So there yep. you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and and force people into doing things. But we've been appropriate. We we're starting to ramp it up and be appropriately aggressive with how we are dealing with this and canceling public events and encouraging people, you know, to sanitize appropriately. Which, by the way, we should have been washing our hands before all this bullshit. Happened. We should have. You should have been like me and Dawes. We are OG hand washers. <laughs> yeah, like like I. Sure. Okay. I'll go ahead and admit this. I'm not a germaphobe, but I definitely have some germaphobe tendencies. And one of those tendencies is washing my GD hands. So yep. be like the Dawes. Wash your GD hands. I mean, I probably could have been more diligent than before than I am now. But yeah, wash your hands, man. It's real simple. Oh shit! Right you know, now, it, like like every day at work, when I uh, my routine is literally take alcohol swabs and wipe down every surface i know i'm going to touch and and well good luck with that because we can't find any damn purell over here trying to some optimism right in wuhan where like i there were points in like the end of december and like early january i thought like wuhan might not exist Uh uh-huh because if you remember they they set up at least three makeshift hospitals in days they built hospitals in days just to deal with this yeah and guess what they started doing this week they started celebrating that they're shutting those hospitals down down because once everybody isolated themselves and they think this virus runs its course somewhere you know in like two-ish weeks and so if you isolate yourself and if you prop and you practice proper hygiene so we don't have cross-contamination because that's what the real problem is it's not so much the severity of the virus, because again, for most healthy people, they seem to think we'll be okay. And there are rare exceptions. And like a 50-something-year-old marathon runner in New York that unfortunately, like again, a guy who runs marathons and triathlons and shit. He's in better shape than I am, even though he's 55. He's in the hospital and it doesn't look good. But those are the rare cases. Now look, When 95% of the people are okay, I still really feel bad for the 5% who are not. Absolutely. But the vast majority of us should be fine. I have trust in our institutions. We have very smart people. It's not perfect. Mostly the way we pay for it is not perfect. But we have the best healthcare in the world if you can afford it. We have the smartest healthcare people here. We will figure this out. 
So look again, I'm going to uh, start trying to uh, take this to the, the, the 18th green. Yeah, gonna, yeah, keep trying. We're gonna buddy. head to we're gonna head to we're gonna head to the clubhouse here in a minute. Yeah, and here I come but, like Happy Gilmore trying to kill somebody with a skate. <laughs> <laughs> I might be naive. I don't think I am. I monitor this situation. This is how the world works. This is also what people don't understand. You're allowed to change your opinion when you get new information. Yep. That's why it's called an opinion. <laughs> If it turns out that this is the reason that The Walking Dead becomes real life, we will deal with that on a future episode of the R&D podcast if we can figure out how to record a podcast during the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, it, it might be hard to get a, a gas generator to run a modem and a computer and a microphone, but we'll figure something out. Hey, Liz, this, this is why we need Zombieland 3, because then he can tell us how to do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> remember folks during the zombie apocalypse the key is always double tap yep make sure always it's go for the dead. double tap and i would say cardio but if you look at me you know i gave up cardio like a couple decades ago so oh so you're saying it's a good thing i go let my wife kill me on the exercise bike twice a week because i can run from the zombie yes in this instance it absolutely is normally yes. i would so, i would give you grief for getting up at oh dark 30 on a saturday to go ride a bike in a gym but you know what in the zombie apocalypse when you have uh wind sprints and i you know and being et by a zombie touche salesman touché. i think we're like i think we're probably like 10 days from uh the gym not being the place to be uh, dude, I, I, I wouldn't go to the gym right now. And, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a fat slob, like yeah. especially a gym. E yeah. It, that's the place where the coronavirus definitely wants to grow. When that happens, Dawes, please do me a favor. Go to the Walmart and buy Will West a couple of dumbbells. Cause otherwise <laughs> he's going to start like bench pressing <laughs> tables. Hey, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to let him start bench pressing tables because when the zombie apocalypse happens, I'll just hide behind him because Will West will smash. Good Lord. Dude's a monster. By the way, if you're listening to this, I love you, Will. <laughs> yeah. I, it, I've been trying to, I don't, I don't even know where this is going anymore. It's the same thing that happens to us sometimes <laughs> on the radio. Uh, at least in this form, it's okay. Cause you're supposed to kind of go, just around in circles like a dog chasing their tail on a podcast. But at the same time, considering the subject we've had, we don't have any breaking news to tell y'all. We're just, we're working through it just like you. This is me and Rab working through this. This is an episode of the R&D podcast that we are going to post. I'm not sure I'm going to promote it heavily on social media. I wouldn't. <laughs> but I really just kind of wanted to do this because it makes me feel better to yell about this crap into a microphone. Just, just to review, America, I'm going to give you a pep talk. All right? Yeah, America, America. Hold on, hold on. Bring it in. America, bring it in. Wisconsin, Wisconsin come on, come on, take a knee. Wisconsin. I'm not going to do the Lou Holtz thing because I don't think I can talk for five minutes with my, my teeth, ja ja you know, trying to slide out of my mouth. But if this starts, if this starts sounding like Eric Taylor uh, from Friday Night Lights or uh, Jeremy Pruitt, I then just go with it. I uh, look, America, we're we're freaking resilient, man.
We saved the world's ass twice. We figured this crap out before. The flu? Back in the day? The flu was the OG coronavirus. You got that, you were screwed. We'll figure it out. It sucks like hell that there's no March Madness. But life's gonna go on. Don't be a dumbass. Take this seriously. Wash your hands. Stay informed. There's no need to go buy 45 cases of toilet paper and enough Purell to drown a horse. Although, Dawes, I will say that was hilarious. That dad straight spraying his kid in the face in Memphis with a, a thing <laughs> yeah. of Clorox bleach kitchen cleaner. Yeah, that was funny. We also had a story of a teacher has been suspended, possibly fired, because she washed out a student's mouth with Purell. Squirt, squirt, right in the mouth. So, but Hey, look, it might anyway, come please. to it, so we might need to actually figure out who that guy with the squirt bottle is because he might need to just go spray everything with Clorox and let it air out for a couple days we're going to get through this we're going to probably discover every last thing that's on Netflix I will finish off the last 10 seasons of Chopped that I have not watched and Landon will clown me for watching Chopped. But we're gonna figure this out. And when we do, and when life gets back to normal, not the new normal we're in now, normal normal, where we argue about stupid shit like should Duke have been a one seed or should it have been Gonzaga? When we try to figure out why, because eventually we'll get back to trying to figure out why in the heck babyface Dustin Rhodes is making out with Jake Hager's wife. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that day will come and we'll talk about it all. His truth is marching on. On the Butt Munch Chips Radio Network. Dodds, tell people how they can check you out on the socials and get all up in your ass for your opinions. Damn, that was a good outro. L-A-N-D-O-Z, please go follow me on the Twitter. Uh, I also run a website, buttmunchchips.com, buttmunchchips.com. Sit on your button much, but in lieu of that, I invite you to go search the R&D Project, this fine podcast right here in the iTunes store. Be sure to subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. Remember, five stars or GTFO. Also uh, available in the iTunes store is another podcast I'm a part of. It is the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast, a Walt Disney World podcast and unfortunately the coronavirus has reared its ugly head into that as well so uh 
Be sure and give a listen to that because it's going to be some interesting episodes. And also, not only that, it's some good content, some good family content from the Monorail uh, family. Some good stuff. And also, I'm there too, you know, for laughs and stuff. And uh, the Phil Show, Newstalk987.com. Uh, Grab, this has been fun. Cathartic, uh, kind of terrifying, but mostly cathartic. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, and it, you know we really ended it strong there. It might be the best promo of all time—not the best promo of all time, but the best promo I've ever cut. Uh, you can follow me at Rab Will. Uh, I'm usually retweeting stuff about sports and talking about sports stuff, but uh, since that's not going on again, uh, you can tune in, and uh, I'll have some opinions for you about uh, an episode of Chopped from ten years ago. Uh you can also uh, check me out to uh, follow the uh, station at WCDT Radio on Facebook and the Twitter machine uh, off the bench Monday through Friday, 11 to noon. And uh, pretty much it's going to get real interesting uh, once NFL free agency gets done. We might, I, I literally, we literally might just spend an hour reading you mock drafts. So uh, going to make, going to make sure that ESPN plus, uh, subscription. Uh, is is good, but uh, which, by the way, if you are in self quarantine and you're looking for some stuff to watch, ESPN Plus is a great option because you can bundle it with Hulu and Disney Plus, so you can get not only your sports, uh, some sci fi, some comedy, and everything in between, and also Rab. Good. Talking with you. Also, good damn episode. But before we get out, another thing that's been impacted, I don't know if you know this, particularly pertaining to our uh, other podcast, Nearfall Radio, that is also kind of up in the air because we're not exactly sure where and when wrestling's happening. Because uh, as of tonight, uh, Friday the 13th, uh, March uh, 13th, of course. Uh, WWE SmackDown has moved to the Performance Center, so they are going to do a SmackDown episode without an audience, but also we are inside of a month of WrestleMania in Tampa, Florida, where there's already some uh, you know coronavirus action going. And also there's the international travel ban, so I'm interested to see how that's going to shake out. But there will be an episode of Near Fall Radio to, I guess, talk about wrestling or the lack of wrestling. And hell, it might sound very similar to this episode, but I still encourage you to download. Yeah, absolutely. Tune in next week because at the very least we'll be talking about uh, what... Uh, the WWE and AEW are doing uh, on this, you know, hiatus. I'm sure there's going to be some sort of content that they figure out how to put out. And uh, so uh, look for that coming up uh, next week. We'll give it a second to marinate. There, there's still plenty to talk about, I think, in the world of professional wrestling, although we'll just kind of have to wait for the payoffs. This has been the R&D Project. Stay safe, everybody. All right, stand by. All right. Mm. Oh, shit. <laughs> There's your <laughs> secret sounder. <laughs>
Yeah, nearly just shattered a pane of glass. That would have been awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Stand by. Oh, shit. Yeah, I can't record because Stone Cold Steve Austin just showed up to open a can of whoop-ass on me. Okay, take two.